Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's an unbelievable story Sunday night. I mean, he broached it by saying he and his teammates' futures were uncertain. And then in his normal Tuesday radio slot, Aaron Rodgers backtracked that a little bit. And it's the big story on this Wednesday. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests this morning join us on the Goodyear Hotline, including Romeo Crennel, the former Chiefs and Browns head coach. He served yeah, that's my boy. Texans interim head coach this year. Things went awry, as you probably know, in Houston. He'll join us here in nine minutes. I know. It's so funny. I was, I was, when we talked about Romeo coming on the show many years ago, he asked me to get him some tickets to a tennis match in Wimbledon. And I, and I was trying to think, did I ever get him from, for him or did I have him standing at will call? I, I, I don't, I'm going to have to ask him because I don't remember. I just remember our conversation. But I think I got him for him. That would be horrible if he actually took the transatlantic <laughs> flight, went I, to the will call window in England. No tickets. No tickets. I, we have to ask him that because I, I'm sitting here and I was thinking about it. Oh, I'm like, did I, did I do that? You know, but I, I'll ask him. Or you could ask him whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll ask him in nine minutes when he joins us on the Goodyear hotline. These, these coaches always come to me for tickets, though. You know, Sean Payton, Kenny Chesley tickets. Now, what am I? I yeah, have, how do you how do you, how do you I have access to I got him for it. I got him How'd you do it? How'd you do it? For some reason, Jay, I had Kenny Chesney tickets given to me by somebody. You're a big country music fan, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah great obviously. country music. I know obviously. it all. Huge. And so I wind up giving them to Sean. Sean tells that story all the time. Sitting in the first row, he just was an assistant with the Dallas Cowboys and wanted to go. Oh, I know what it was. I had connections in Vegas. That's what it was. Okay. Key, can you so name a country up. singer besides Kenny Chesney? Lil Nas X. <laughs> He is from that region of the country, right? He's down there. Lil Nas X, what you mean? (laughs) Well done. He does rock the cowboy hat. Lil Nas X, now what? And then what's the the one that lives in South Carolina, the brother? Oh, Hootie and the Bullfrog. Hootie and the Bullfrog, Darius Rucker. There you go. Now that's enough. I'm going to go with George Strait, and we'll go straight (laughs) to real or not real. Kenny Rogers, they coming now. Now I'm rolling. (laughs) Now they're rolling. Willie Nelson, I'm rolling. (laughs) Lil Nas Hey. (laughs) <laughs> real or not real George Strait for real one of the greats so here we go Schefter put out a tweet Schefter's going to join us this morning uh, tomorrow morning excuse me 8.45 a.m. Eastern and he's going to run through the biggest stories in the NFL he put out a tweet a couple of days ago that essentially said look he thinks there's maybe 10 quarterbacks locked in for starting jobs next year. Some are, you know, easy ones like Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, and some are a little less obvious like a Ryan Tannehill. Either you got big money or they're entrenched in their young guys. But that leaves more than half the league open for possible changes at the quarterback position. So we rounded up a bunch of guys that we legitimately think in some way possible could be moved, but the question is, will they be? That's what Key and Jay are here to answer, real or not real, that these guys will actually be wearing a different jersey at this time next year, if you're lucky enough to be at the Super Bowl this time next year. Right Here we go. Let's start with the one that's garnering the most conversation, legitimately, at least, Deshaun Watson. Real or not real? Real. Real. Key? Real, super real, super real. He gone. It's over with. Bye byes. Jake, I, 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 real. I, two words. Bye, Felicia. I'm out. I'm out. All right. If I'm Deshaun Watson. Two words. Randy Travis also liked. Randy that was four Travis. words. Thanks, Evan. Four words. I mean, it meant to be two words combined to get. Anyway, <laughs> All right. go ahead, Zubin. Less realistic, but it's still out there. Aaron Rodgers, real. No. Okay. No. No. Unreal. He are. He's not real at all. He's standing Green Bay, man. 
He's not I'm using the same word Key used. Unreal. Not real. Unreal. Not real. Not real. This one almost seems like unofficially official, but until anything happens, you just never know. Matt Stafford. That's real. Matthew Stafford, and I love the Detroit Lions organization at this moment in time for allowing him to and his wife, who put their house up for sale, that indicates that he is leaving. I love the fact that they're giving him and his agency permission to seek a trade. Yeah, I think Matt, Matthew Stafford is done in Detroit. I think it's real that he's on the move. Maybe a team like Indianapolis could be a good fit for him. Yeah, it's been a dozen years in Detroit. Not a ton of success. 0-3 in the playoffs. Certainly not his fault. He's also had some issues off the field, as Key has referenced, with his wife. So to be able to give him an opportunity would be great. Uh, Matt Stafford, as many of you knew, grew up in Dallas. Speaking of Dallas, Dak, real or not real? No, man, not real. Why would they even put that up there? It's stupid. That Prescott is not going anywhere. He's going to get paid. Be in Dallas. He's their quarterback. Makes no sense for anybody to even be saying that Prescott is on the move. Stop. Zubin, um, if you can get Deshaun Watson, do you do it? You're not getting Deshaun Watson. I'm just asking, Key. Don't kill the messenger. Yeah, but don't take the message and try and deliver it. You're a fool for wanting a message, taking a message from somebody, giving it to you, and trying to sell it to us. Is he under contract for next year? Is Zach Prescott under contract he for next year? He doesn't need to be under contract, Evan. They're not moving on. Why in the hell would they move on from him to get Deshaun, give up all the picks on top of the money that they're struggling with to give it to Dak? That doesn't make any sense. Y'all say Zubin, some I, stuff I, sometimes, Zubin, man. Makes I did me what I came here to do. Away. I got under Keyshawn's skin, and we riled him up. That's all I wanted from Keyshawn. That's, next, next question. Yeah, that's a victory. We should mention, of course, uh, that Dak is in a situation where if you hear some of the comments that Jerry Jones has made about Dak, it almost seems like Dak's future is more secure than Jerry's with the way he's talking about exactly. bringing yeah. back Dak Prescott. Okay, now this one, this one is interesting. Sam Darnold. I'm going to say not real. Mm, okay. I'm going to say not real. Why? I just, it, it starts, to, the momentum is shifting towards Sam Darnold right now. Mel Kuyper says they should keep the pick. If they keep it at number two, they're going to draft the Devontae Smith out of Alabama. And you're starting to just sense where it's unreal, starting to be unreal that the Texans are going to, or, or the Jets are going to acquire uh, Deshaun Watson, Jay. It's just, you know, I, I think Sam's going to be here. I really do. I think they're going to build through the draft. I'm leaning with you, Key. If you're the Texans, what would the Jets have to offer in order to make it intriguing for you? The organization. <laughs> Give me everybody for Deshaun Watson. We'll see what happens. There are a lot of reputable reporting out there that that is Deshaun's preferred destination. The 49ers have had some incredible quarterbacks over the years. Jimmy G doesn't seem to qualify at this particular point. What do you do with him, moving or not? I think it's real. I think Jimmy G's situation is such that when you go back and look at their Super Bowl run, they didn't even trust a guy in the last two games of the season in the playoffs, the divisional round in the, in the uh, championship game to throw the football. They was like, oh, no, nah, man, come on over here and hand the ball off. So when you start to look at it, yes, they paid him money he helped get them to the Super Bowl but I don't think they believe that he can advance them past helping get to the Super Bowl and there's other options out there that could potentially be a little bit better I, I would say real I mean I, I keep bringing back I mean how about Matt Ryan to the 49ers could that be a scenario that could work out for him 
obviously coming from Atlanta at this stage of his career. Yeah, obviously he's got the uh, Shanahan connection from Atlanta to San Francisco with Matt Ryan. The front office insider Mike Tannenbaum, by the way, told us Monday morning the 49ers are beside themselves with how upset they are with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's Tannenbaum's Mm -hmm. words with the inability to get on the field has not lived up to the hype. Speaking of not living up to the hype, Carson Wentz. Not real. Carson Wentz will be a Philadelphia Eagle the start of the 2021 season. They went out and hired an offensive-minded coach from Indianapolis. They just hired their quarterback coach. This is all about Mitch Trubisky. They did this for Mitch Trubisky to try to get him back on a uh, uh, you know, decent playing ground to kind of get him back to Pro Bowl form. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they can do it. Maybe they can't. Who knows? But he won't go anywhere this year. You know, I give Keith credit on this one. He always said, follow the money. Crazy that they got rid of Doug Peterson before they get rid of Carson Wentz. Uh, but now the drama continues next year, right? Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts. Uh, how many games How many games do you give Carson Wentz, Key, before if he's not doing well, you make that change again, but this time for good? Four to five. Hmm. Four to five stinkers, and then he's come over here with me and sit down. Speaking yeah. of following the money, they paid Taysom Hill. They have not paid Jameis Winston with his all the assumption that Drew Brees is going to retire. How about Winston? Winston stays in New Orleans. Uh, you don't need to pay Jameis Winston a huge amount of money. The last time you really saw Jameis Winston was 30 interception in a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform. These coaches in the National Football League remember that. And they'll try to use it against him where Sean Payton sees him every single day in practice, understands him in the meeting rooms. And I think he's comfortable if Jameis Winston is a quarterback going forward. They paid Taysom Hill to be a swift Swiss Army knife, not to be the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, despite him starting for them as many games as he did this year in Drew Brees' absence. I'm with the key on this one. Jameis Winston stays with the Saints. And if you're Sean Payton, now you have a great scenario. Let, let these two guys play. Let, let them fight out. I mean, if you want to use Taysom Hill for different sets, use him. If you want to use Jameis Winston, use him. Um, I think it's a win-win scenario for, for, for Coach Payton. From one number one overall pick to another, Jared Goff. This is interesting. Gary Klein is going to join us here in, in about 30 minutes so you, or, or 20 minutes or so, and you, we could ask Gary what he thinks from the L.A. Times. I, I don't know what it is, right? I think, it's, I think it's not real, but then based on those comments, it could get real real quick. I would say not real. I just, how much would you have to give up? And, and, and who's a better option for you, Key? We're talking about Matthew Stafford? Are we talking about Jameis Winston? I mean, Deshaun Watson would be the only guy that you would try to move the heavens for, but you still don't have draft collateral, draft assets in order to do that. I mean, I'm sure you can find that, but what would you have to give up in order to get a guy like Deshaun Watson? The stadium and the organization. And we Again. should mention here with Goff, if you didn't hear the quote-unquote comments he was talking about, it's Les Snead, the Rams general manager, saying Goff is our quarterback for the moment. He is our quarterback for the moment. I'm not sure that engenders a ton of confidence, but that's the way that it is. So all of those quarterbacks perhaps could be on the move. Speaking of a guy that dealt with a bunch of quarterbacks of his own and tried to stop a bunch of quarterbacks in his long coaching career, guess who's on the way? Everybody's talking about Tom Brady, so everybody's going to get a chance to weigh in. But a guy that's got some special insight for sure is Romeo Cornell. Of course, you might remember him patrolling the sidelines for the Chiefs and the Browns. And this year he finished up on the sidelines as the Texans interim head coach. And he joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Coach, you've spent decades in the National Football League. 
What impresses you the most about Brady getting to his 10th Super Bowl? Uh, just the fact that he's uh, got to his 10th Super Bowl. Uh, that's impressive. Uh, and then when you talk about the numbers, 10 Super Bowls, that's, that's really unbelievable. I don't know if anyone will ever be able to match that, you know, and uh, and to this point, he's won six of them, and now we'll have a chance to see if he can get his seventh win, and that's a tremendous winning percentage. Uh, so I, I'm really impressed by what he's been able to do with his career. Coach, how you doing? Hey, Keith, what's going on? Oh, nothing much, man. Glad to hear your, hear your voice. You coach with Coach Bill B., in, in New England, and obviously they struggled a little bit both on offense and defense side of the ball. What do you think he'll do to retool this team to get them back into e- AFC East playoff-type contention? Well, Key, you know, Bill is a, a very good football coach. He's a good evaluator of talent, and, you know, I think that um, he will look at his team and see where he needs to to pump it up at what positions he needs to pump up uh, and then try to address that uh, this off season, you know, through free agency and through the draft. And uh, I know there's an old adage in coaching is that good players make good coaches. And so uh, I think we all understand that and realize that. And so we try to get the good players uh, to make us look good. You faced the Kansas city chiefs this year in Eric B enemy offensive coordinator, how have they improved since then? Well, I think the thing that, that really makes them better is that the, that system that they are running, uh, they're able to keep their guys together, and I think that everybody has grown in that system. Um, and, and, and the quarterback understands all the players around him, what their abilities are, um, what their – what he expects them to do, and likewise, what they expect him to do. And and so um, a lot of times, you know, in these passing games, when he is moving around back there, they move around to try to find the open spot so that he can get them the ball. And he usually is able to get them the ball. Coach, uh, what have you made out of everything that's come out of Houston with Deshaun Watson this offseason? Well, you know, Deshaun is a competitive guy, and I think he wants to be competitive. Um, and I don't know exactly what was told to him uh, or, or what he what his expectations were. Um, and so I've seen uh, some media things about he's unhappy and he might not want to be here. Um until I have a chance to talk with John, it would be hard for me to, to say uh, exactly what he's thinking uh, or what he might or what he might want to do or not do. Uh, but, you know, in, in this game, a lot of times players are disgruntled. And after they've had an opportunity to sit down with coaching, management, whoever, uh, and get things ironed out, and then – they turn out to be pretty good players. Um, mm. there, there's one that's kind of sitting right there with you was disgruntled. Hey! Uh, when, when, <laughs> <laughs> Preach it, Coach. Go ahead. Tell the world now. <laughs> hey, and, and he turned out to be a pretty good player. No, Coach, Coach is just – 
Coach knows I wasn't that big of a pain in the ass. I might have I might have <laughs> demanded some things, but I certainly showed up. Uh, let me ask you this, Coach uh, Romeo. W- when you look back, sitting back, it took you a number of years to finally get an opportunity to become a head coach. And in recent years, and there hasn't been a, a lot of black hires in the National Football League as head coaches. We, we use the word minority. We hide behind that. When you look at this year in particular, you got seven jobs available. And so far, none has been hired. None of the vacancies brought on black head coaches. Black, not minorities. Black head coaches with one job left and a couple candidates that's still out there where there's Leslie Frazier, Eric Bieniemy, or and there's only one job, the Houston Texans. Why do you why do you think we're still dealing with this sort of problem that we've been facing with as long as I've been around the National Football League? Well, T, you know, I I think that when you look at the NFL, um, and and the structure itself, uh, the owners who have uh, the way with to pay salaries and um, build a team or buy a team or whatever, most of the time, you know, those guys have got ideas about what they want, who they want, and and I think that they feel like they have to satisfy uh, the fan base, okay, and then. <clears throat> When, when you look into the fans and look into the stands, um, many of the stands and many of the seats are taken by corporate people, uh, and and many of the corporations are, are, are predominantly white corporations, okay? And so now they got they have to kind of satisfy that fan base, even though they know what they've been preaching to the team is the best man wins and we're going to play the best guy. A lot of times they don't see a black coach as being the best guy for them in their particular situation. And so um, black coaches don't get hired as much. And it's a little disappointing this time that we have, like you say, seven open openings and then there's only one left now and no black coach has been hired. Um, I think that the league has tried to um, try to help the situation with the Rooney Rule, and now they've in, tried to improve the Rooney Rule a little bit by giving incentives. Um, and, and with incentives, still no black guys um, have been hired to this point. So- and like you say, there's one job left, and only time will tell if a, a black man will get that job. Sorry to you know? cut you off there. So yeah, I'm sorry. It, it's still a struggle uh, to get where we think we need to be or should be, and we just have to keep fighting the battle. Okay, so you're you're particularly instructive to answer this question because you're a black head coach that's actually had multiple opportunities in the National Football League. You've gone into owners' offices and won jobs more than once. I mean, there are a handful of guys that have done it, the late great Art Shell the late great Denny Green, um, Herm Edwards, Hugh Jackson, they come to mind. Those are just the ones off the top of my head. So you tell me, 
how that can be fixed considering you're one of the very small group of black coaches that has had multiple head coaching opportunities in the NFL? Well, I think the NFL has, <clears throat> has tried to fix that by uh, making it mandatory that you interview uh, black coaches. And, and before that rule was passed, not a lot of black coaches were getting interviewed. Now at least guys are getting interviewed. And if you can do a good job in the interview, and I'm not saying that the interview is the only thing that makes a difference, but I think about Mike Tomlin. Well, when the Pittsburgh job was open, no one thought that Mike Tomlin had any chance of getting that job. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he went in and he did a great job in his interview, and then he got hired. And he's done a great job since he's been there. And, And so... I think Mr. Rooney can can say, hey, he did a great job in the interview. We felt good about him. We hired him, and he's done a good job since he's been here. And, and so he's had a long tenure. And I think when other owners now turn around and look to see, you know, a guy like Mike Tomlin and his kind of tenure, that will make it easier for some of those guys to say, if I like a black coach and I like what he brings to the table, all right, I don't feel bad about hiring him. Now, when we get to that day in that time, I don't know when that's going to be, but I, I think that that example is one that can be pushed forward. It's a great point by you about Tomlin because, as many people know, if you remember back then, the Steelers were ready to hire Russ Grimm. Not that that would have been a bad choice. Obviously, Mike Tomlin has turned out to be the right choice if Lombardi's mean anything to you. Great perspective this morning. Coach, thanks for being with us. And you and everyone else will enjoy the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55. I know you got a great relationship can't, with Tom in a week and a half. Can't believe you called me disgruntled, Coach. Jeez. <laughs> he was being gentle. <laughs> you know what? I said disgruntled. You said a pain in the ass. I never said that you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> All right, Coach. We'll talk, man. Thank, Thank you, you Romeo. Coach. All right. All yeah. right. Take care, guys. Same to you. That is Romeo Cornell joining us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline with some good-natured ribbing he, for Keith. He's seen me screaming, hollering at Parcells and them before. He knows mm-hmm. I uh But you got to go out there and you got to perform, and that's what they expect you to do. Got to be you. We'll see if some of uh, the advice that Romeo Cornell will be implemented by the Na- National Football League. But he's right. You got to get in front of people. That's step number one. He knows better than anybody to the tune of two jobs. On the way, a reminder to check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision. The original series is now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Our L.A. Insider is next with the simple question that all Rams fans and many football fans are wondering. How does Sean McVay really feel about Jared Goff? That's a fact that's obvious that Jared Goff's a Ram in this moment. That Jared Goff is gone. I don't know where he is. I don't know if you can find him. But he isn't the guy that's shown up for this team throughout this season. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Good morning, I'm Zubin Mahinti here with your Sports Center update. We're going to start with a little bit college football this morning. Interesting story here percolating. The University of Tennessee is going to hire Central Florida's Josh Heupel to be their new head football coach. Connect the dots here. Tennessee's new athletic director, Danny White, came from UCF, where he brought aboard Josh Heupel. So he's going to move him from Orlando to Knoxville, and that opens up a great opportunity for someone to be Central Florida's Head coach. Odd time to be hiring a head coach. The Baseball Writers Association of America is not going to induct anyone from their ballots into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Roger Clemens got an all-time high in votes. So did Barry. And so did Kurt Schilling. But not any of enough to get to the 75% threshold. Next year on the ballot for the first time, if you thought those three guys were a little uh, controversy-laden, Big Poppy and A-Rod. We'll see what the litmus test is for them in their first year of eligibility next year. Tonight on ESPN, Lakers Sixers, 7.30 Eastern. Lakers 10-0 on the road this season. Sixers 9-1. We'll see if they're 11-0 at the end of the night. The Sixers are an NBA best 9-1. And Jay says to keep an eye on Joel Embiid. We'll talk more about this in about 13 minutes from now. Jay says Embiid is an MVP contender. Sports Center presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today to find out if they can save you hundreds on your car insurance. Though he was on the brink of a championship a couple years ago and they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, you may have heard those comments from the GM Les Snead that Goff was the, quote, quarterback in this moment, and he sort of hesitated to even say in this moment. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go to the Goodyear hotline to welcome in Gary Klein from the Los Angeles Times. He's all over the Rams beat these days. Uh, we'll get to Les here in a second. He's kind of weighed in officially, but just take us take us right to the nitty gritty here, Gary. What does Sean McVay think about Jared Goff? Well, you know, it's it's similar to to what Les said uh, yesterday. I think that's what was uh, on some level a little surprising when uh, Sean McVay ended the season um, with a question about uh, Jared Goff. His his response was that he's our quarterback right now. And I think that uh, that's what kind of set this whole thing in motion, at least from a public standpoint, uh, that there there was an issue, that there's going to be an issue. And I think that uh, Les Snead uh, did nothing to to you know move off that point yesterday. So that that's where we are with uh, Jared Goff and the Rams. As you mentioned a few years ago, he's in the, taking them to the Super Bowl, and now uh, it appears he's on the trading block. Gary, how? How likely are they, though, and you're covering the Rams, you've been there on the ground forever, that they move on from him? Yeah, it seems uh, <laughs> it's something that uh, that I 
I just could not have imagined. You know, a, a few years ago, after that Super Bowl win, they gave him a $134 million extension with $110 million guaranteed. Him and Sean McVay seemed tied at the hip. Appeared to have a great relationship. Uh, I think at the moment, at that time, Sean McVay said, I hope he's stuck with me for a long time. Um, and now um, they're in this situation. I mean, we, of course, look around the NFL. There's so many starting quarterbacks that now appear to possibly be on the move. I did not think that Goff would be one of them. Uh, moving him with that contract is not going to be easy. Uh, I think the, the dead cap hit is about $22 million. Um, and And the fact that they really have nothing there at, at the moment in, in relief, other than Sean McVay's confidence in John Wolford, who's played one game and, and half of a first quarter so far. So uh, I don't think it's going to be easy uh, because, uh, frankly, you know, Jared Goff, the reason that it, it seems like McVay wants to move on on some level is that Goff does not necessarily have the skill set of some of the other quarterbacks that have risen to the top of the NFL in terms of mobility and whatnot. And, um, but you know, it, it's not only a, a, a problem of moving him, it's finding someone that, that thinks he would be a good fit for them as well. Gary Klein, longtime L.A. Tan- Times Rams reporter, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Gary, wh- why hasn't it worked out basically since Sean McVay has taken the training wheels off of Jared Goff? If you remember a couple years ago, he was helping call the plays prior to the clock expiring in the headset since then Jared Goff has struggled? Well, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, I don't think we can underestimate what the loss, first of all, the injury to to Todd Gurley and the loss of his production um, put on the offense. That that was a different offense when it centered around Todd Gurley. And Keyshawn can attest to this, when they had a deep threat like Brandon Cooks or Sammy Watkins, someone to take off the top. But more than anything else, uh, you know, it comes down to execution. But Sean McVay is the play caller. He's really good at falling on the sword and taking the blame for when things don't go right. But in this case, it it seems as if he's abandoning that. And, you know, maybe play calling was the issue. Maybe, you know, there's some other issues as well. But statistically, uh, and, and, you know, you guys watch it just like I do, uh, just from a perception standpoint, Goff has regressed the last two seasons, and uh, I don't think there's ever been a, a whisper or a question about this is a guy that doesn't do the work, that doesn't, you know, isn't dedicated to his craft. Um, so all of a sudden, here we are at this point, and it seems like the Rams are on, on so many levels are just saying, yeah, he's our guy for right now. Gary, it, it, you know, obviously Jalen Ramsey made a post on Instagram about potentially getting a guy like Deshaun Watson. But, like, let's be realistic here. Who would be the one QB that you think they would target that could actually take the place of Jared Goff and lead this team to where Sean McVay wants to take them? Boy, that, that's that's really hard to say. <laughs> I mean, I, not to be evasive or, or not to give you an answer because I think there's obviously Deshaun Watson would be at the top of the list. But, you know, when, I, when, when I, your producer reached out to me, I was thinking, you know, Sam Darnold has kind of got a unique situation in New mm. York. Uh, young, mobile guy from Southern California. Um, I, I, I couldn't put together a wish list for you with the Rams. Obviously, there's some big names out there. Um, but 
if you had to say who's who's like the most talented guy in that class, talented and especially a guy younger and whatnot, it would be Deshaun Watson. And I'm curious to see what happens. You know, the NBA is a league that where the players have gotten more power, they can move around a little easier, they can dictate where they want to go. And I think this is an interesting situation uh, with with Deshaun Watson and with you noted Jalen Ramsey had that tweet. You know, uh, they share the same agent. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of uh, things go on behind the scenes uh, and who winds up with the Rams and and also who winds up with Jared Goff. Gary, when you look at it, Stan Kroenke is not a guy who is in front of the media. He's he's in the background. He just wants to own the team and let everybody like Les Snead and, and the front office people handle the operations. Um, but when does time start to tick for Sean McVay in these situations in the National Football we, League, which is not for long? Yeah, um, that's a great question because like Goff, uh, my impression is that McVeigh is going to be there as long as he wants that job. And, you know, as much as we're talking about kind of the tumult, the tumult in this situation, you have to look at it and go, since, since Goff and, and McVeigh have been together, you know, they went to the playoffs in 2017 for the first time since 2004. The next year they're in the Super Bowl. They missed the play, barely missed the playoffs in 2019, and then they get to the divisional round uh, this season. So it's not like this is a, you know, this is a team that's floundering that has never done anything. It is LA. They have a stadium that fans still haven't, you know, gotten into that's brand new that they need to fill. Um, so in answer to what Cronky wants, my sense is that, you know, McVeigh again has got, for lack of a better term, carte blanche. He's going to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just remains to be seen. You know, th- that stadium was built with some cornerstone players in mind. One of them was Todd Gurley, who they cut. Another of them was Jared Goff, who now appears to have fallen out of favor with McVeigh. And the last is Aaron Donald, who, you know, is there, going to be there, and is going to eventually be in the Hall of Fame. So two of those three cornerstones, uh, one's gone, one appears to be on the way out, and, and one's still there. Gary, great perspective this morning. We're following what's going on with Deshaun Watson in the AFC and the big story in the NFC. Two guys, gigantic contracts, two different conferences. Could be an unprecedented amount of quarterback movement this season. We'll see if Jared Goff in some way, shape, or form works his way into that conversation. Rams fans certainly hoping that's not the case. You built a great argument that down on this guy, down on McVay, after everything they've done in their run together, I think most QB head coach combinations would certainly take it. Gary, thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thanks a lot, Gary. And just a reminder, since Sean McVay arrived in L.A. back in 2017 when he was the youngest head coach in modern NFL history at the time of his hiring, Jared Goff has had the second most wins among quarterbacks with 46 behind only Tom Brady. But as Gary mentioned, think about all the guys that are the other cornerstone pieces that have made that success happen. Stats Incredible brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. And the thing is, Zubin, is that Stan Kroenke, the owner, is a patient guy. He hung with Jeff Fisher as long as he could. 
And they built a new stadium that they need to fill. So they got to get back on the winning, not necessarily the winning track because they're already winning, but really giving that hope that they got Super Bowl aspirations moving forward. So maybe this is one of the reasons that the Jared Goff name is floating out there the way it is. No doubt about it. They call uh, Stan Kroenke, the owner of the Rams, they call him Silent Stan for his, you know, he doesn't talk. He said he's in the background, lets everybody else do his work. But certainly not silence from Les Snead and Sean McVay with their comments about Jared Goff. On the way, the craziest COVID coaching situation we've seen early in 2021. You may have missed it last night. We'll fill you in. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This morning we were debating about quarterbacks that could switch different teams. We threw a bunch of guys out there, including Carson Wentz, Trubisky. We discussed that earlier in the hour, so as soon as we're done here, you can find it on hour four of the podcast. We ran through all the dudes and whether the fellas think they'll be wearing a different jersey this year. That was a little snippet of that. Before I let you go, one big thing from a game last night, and then Jay wants to weigh in on something tonight. Last night of the National Hockey League, Just based on saying this, I'm sure you probably missed it. The Las Vegas Golden Knights lost to the St. Louis Blues 5-4 in a shootout. But what made the game interesting in Las Vegas is that the entire Golden Knights coaching staff, head coach and assistants, all missed the game due to coronavirus protocols. So in head to step, general manager Kelly McCrimmon, he had to be the head coach last night, even though he's the GM of the team. He got a little bit of help. The team has an affiliate in the AHL. That's the American Hockey League. That's like the AAA, like the one league below the NHL. The Henderson Silver Knights, based out there in Henderson, Nevada. It's a suburb of Las Vegas. And they all got together, and they had to coach the team with the entire coaching staff gone. They lost the game 5-4, but they lost in a shootout, which the hockey fans know. Believe it or not, even with the GM behind the bench, they ended up getting a point out of it. So that's interesting. Last thing I would say to add to how wild this is, remember, a team like the uh, you know Dallas Stars, they started the season like five days late. I mean, the season yeah. started on the third. didn't even get out there for five days. Alex Petrangelo, who spent the first dozen years of his career with the Blues and now is with Vegas, he actually played his old team last night, quote, it was news to us when we arrived. Even the players didn't know that that was going to be happening when they rolled up. Sign of the times, Jay, 2021, COVID. Your GM mm. is your head coach for a day, and you salvage a point. Crazy things happen. It's the year. That, that is amazing that they uh, were able to score a point. Uh, you know, it, it just, just goes to show you. But I'm sure some of the veteran players that were skating around kind of knew what the game plan was, right? I mean, I don't know how – difficult it is in hockey to game plan but it seems like you're running up and down on skates and you're hitting it in the net and that's pretty much it line change Run, right running up and down on skates. i mean you know what i'm saying <laughs> going up and down going up and down the ice 
you know. Right. And we should mention that obviously the Knights have a lot of adversity, but so does everybody else. And you got guys like Alex Ovechkin in the coronavirus situation. I mean, every team you face has dealt with something, but this is probably the most stark example of all. Just wanted to bring it to the table. But like many other sports at this point, they're not going to let the coronavirus stop them. You got to battle the adversity, whatever the situation is, short term sacrifice, got to pull all the way through. So that's the big deal that's last good. night. I wouldn't have known that unless you said it. Yeah, good team effort from the NHL. From the NHL to the NBA, big one tonight on ESPN. Lakers at Sixers. Obviously, you got LeBron. You got Joel Embiid, who um, Jay is saying is playing at an MVP level. 7.30 tip ESPN, 7 p.m. Eastern. Stephen A. Smith will have his own edition of SportsCenter, as he tends to do in and around big NBA games. This one certainly qualifies. He just taped an interview with the Sixers president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey. You can see the interview in its entirety tonight on the Stephen A. Smith Sports Center at 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's a little snippet, including this little question, and listen to the response from Maury. What would you qualify as success for this specific Philadelphia 76ers team? Some people say a berth in the Eastern Conference Finals is a huge success. Some people say finals or nothing because they're, they're, you guys are this talented this season. Where do you stand? Well, I think we're pretty championship or bust. I have to say, like, uh, Doc Rivers obviously has won won a title. I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, Joel and Ben haven't gotten there yet. Um, but, you know, I think you you do this. You, you go into every season hoping to win the title. Not a lot of teams have a chance, but we absolutely have a chance. And we're going to continue to work hard until we give ourselves the best chance possible. And I think we have a very good chance. Joel Embiid is having an MVP, cal- MVP caliber year, averaging 38 points per game and 12 rebounds per game. But don't get it twisted. Tonight is about LeBron James. The last time LeBron James played in Philly, he passed Kobe Bryant on the all-time scoring list. Okay? The next day, Kobe Bryant passed away. Now LeBron is going back to Philadelphia the day after Kobe passed. we celebrating his one-year anniversary of his life. Tonight, I think LeBron James will make a statement. He had 46 against the Cavs. He's going to have another huge statement game tonight. Yeah, all flats, extra crispy lemon pepper for me prior to the game. Indeed, indeed. Another bubble reference. The league probably wishes they're in the bubble at the moment. To add to your point, Jay, I would say next up for the Lakers on uh, Saturday, they'll take on the Boston Celtics, who, of course, LeBron won the title, tied him with the Celtics for 17 titles apiece. Kobe led him to five of those. A lot of kismet there. We'll see you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.